This episode of the Culture Coach podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com, keeping count of what counts. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Hey, everybody. Today, what I wanted to share with you is part of a teaching a part of an insight training that I do uh, with clients of mine uh, who contract with me for an entire year. Uh, usually when I work with people, um, it's for about 12 months, usually the calendar year, um, sometimes a little bit longer, but usually for about a year. And um, in that contract uh, arrangement, we focus on nine core competencies that uh people who are becoming multicultural leaders and are building the skill set of multicultural leadership need to have um, in their toolbox, in their multicultural leadership toolbox. Um, And so we get into the deep end on a lot of these things that uh, even I share with you all on the podcast. Um, We really start to peel back and uncover some layers there. So I wanted to share something with you today because I was doing some writing on this today. Um, Some of what I'm going to share with you today will be in uh, the book that I'm writing uh, around generous multicultural leadership. But what I want to talk to you about is this sense that uh, so many of us, we find ourselves in uh, many different spaces when we show up to a conversation or show up to culture work uh, around diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace, uh, in your faith community, in your organization, wherever you are. And I want to talk about uh, a group of you that may find yourself on the continuum or people that you may see, you may see this group um, uh, in your own company, maybe they're colleagues of yours. And I want to explain a little bit about this group so that, um, first of all, that they feel acknowledged, uh, but also that those of you that are not, don't, don't feel like you're a part of this group can have a little bit more understanding of people that you may work alongside. So, Uh, uh, For today's purposes, I'm calling this group Advocates and Action-Oriented People. Okay, Advocates and Action-Oriented People. I've said this, uh, I believe this month in the weekly podcasts, that, you know, anytime you are looking at or talking about diversity, that diversity is a big umbrella, right? And that there are many different things under that umbrella Uh, that go into the conversation around diversity. One of those things uh, that are included under the umbrella are people who are uh, fighting for social justice. Now, many times 
Uh, the problem is, is that when companies and organizations um, or faith communities even begin this work, they just lump everything into the same the same bowl, right? Or the or under the in the same bucket, and what they call. Um, uh, diversity work or culture work or whatever, they also lump social justice work into these things in the company. And what happens is, is that it starts to dilute uh, what aspect of culture work you're actually talking about. And so I like to make distinctions around what type of culture work are we talking about in the moment. So um, for instance, I like to take this idea of social justice and put social justice as its own category. Now here's the thing about all of these different things being under this big diversity umbrella, right? Is that uh, they, they actually do not, uh, they do not exist independently from one another. Okay, there are moments where there are overlap in some of the ideas or some of the initiatives or those sorts of things. But when you really get down to it, they are very different. And so the group of people I want to talk to you about today, um, I'm calling advocates and action oriented people. All right. Here's what you have to understand about people who are advocates and action-oriented people when it comes to uh, the work of cultural diversity. All right, these are just some characteristics. People in this group are always in the deep end when it comes to being catalysts for change in the world, always. They are always in the deep end. They are always thinking of new ways to engage. They are always trying to find spaces where injustices are taking place or where there are oppressive systems. They are always looking for this so that they can take action, so that they can be involved. And many of you listening, you may think, um, you may think a couple of things. One, you may think, well, that's not me. That's okay. Some of you may be thinking, I want to be that person. Well, my next question would be why, <laughs> right? Make sure you're always connected to the why. Because what you don't want to do is say, I want to be that person because I feel like the person that I am right now is not good enough. So I want to be an advocate, right? Everybody is an advocate for something, okay? Everybody is action-oriented towards something. You know, those of you that are uh, parents, you know, I have watched many of you be advocates for your children. Uh, those of you that, you know, have to see doctors on a, on a regular basis. I have watched you be advocates for your health. So make no mistake about it, that at some point, uh, there is something in our life that we can say that we are an advocate or an action-oriented person for. It's just that there are some topics or some things that we are not uh, quite leaning towards advocacy or action, okay? But you have to know when it comes to cultural diversity that there are people in this group that they are always in the deep end, okay? And you have to know with advocates, advocates are looking for ways to impact the justice system. Uh, advocates are looking for ways, uh, all of the structures that globally oppress people. And once they find those things, they are ready to dismantle it. And what I want you to know and what you need to know is that this is a very important group of people to have. Uh, 
whether that's in our country, whether that's around the world, whether that's in your small business. It is so important to have people like this, all right? People who are always looking for uh, where are the structures that are keeping other people out and how can we dismantle those things and rebuild them? All right. So that's a characteristic of advocates and action oriented people. Here's another characteristic. You have to know that um, the people in this group uh, tend to actually be very diverse, like very culturally diverse. You know, oftentimes we talk about when we're talking about um uh, social justice work, right? You tend probably tend to think about uh, Black Americans, right? Black Americans who are involved in some of the social justice work. But the reality is, is that this group of people is very diverse. There are a lot of different kinds of come-froms in this group. You may have, um, you know, all kinds of people from all kinds of people groups in this advocate advocacy and action-oriented group, right? So as a multicultural leader, you have to just know that this is not a monocultural group of people. Uh, the advocacy group usually contains a lot of different kinds of people in it in order to get the work done, all right? So this group's very diverse. Here's a third characteristic of advocates and action-oriented people. Um, they usually have the language of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And they can easily navigate the nuances of conversation and education, okay? Now, here is the place where normally I see this rub coming in companies. Because what you have normally in every company or every organization is you have people that are all over the spectrum right? People that show up to work that have all kinds of different come froms, all kinds of cultural stories. And many times if you have people in the advocacy and action oriented group, and they have all of the language and all of the vocabulary, they oftentimes are very comfortable using it. Whereas other people in the company or other colleagues may not feel quite as comfortable um, having these conversations about culture and race and ethnicity or come from or gender or sexual orientation, whatever it is that you're talking about, right? So as multicultural leaders, okay, as people who want to be bridge builders, we always just have to be aware that, um, you know, a person that you may be talking to in this group of advocate, um, you have to know that they're using this language all the time, the language of cultural diversity they're using all the time, very comfortable with it, okay? Here's the fourth thing I wanna share with you. Advocates and action-oriented people usually don't need to learn the basic cultural skills. However, they do need to be aware of their own blind spots in the work. And oftentimes I find that this, is, this can be hard for this group of people to see, right? Um, you know, usually people who are advocates, um, you know, they are people who have already been bicultural, or tricultural. They may be people, um, you know, where English is not their first language. Um, they may be people that grew up in diverse households or diverse neighborhoods or whatever it is, right? And a lot of times uh, they have already learned the basic, basic cultural skills because they had to live it every day. Um, however, what that can then sometimes translate into is, uh, you know, if you find yourself in this group that advocates don't have anything to learn or don't have anything to be aware of with regards to their own blind spots, all right? 
So that's a characteristic. And here's the last characteristic um, that I want to share with you. Actually, I may share share an additional one. But anyway, um, most advocates and action-oriented people, they uh, can speak about things so passionately. And you may experience them as being very passionate people about whatever it is that you're doing in the company or whatever it is you're doing with the diversity, equity, and inclusion work. And they may, may be very passionate and very vocal um, and and some of you may experience them as a little pushy, a little aggressive. Here's the thing to remember, is most people in the advocacy and action-oriented section um, of you know people on the spectrum, that they talk that way and they feel that way because they are, this group is made up of people who have lived experience, not just learned experience, okay? lived experience, not just learned experience. What that means is, is that you usually uh, engage with people here in this, uh, this advocacy group who, who have been you know, the recipient of racism, who have been the recipients of cultural bias, who have been the recipients of the oppressive structures, either them themselves or for people that they love. And that is where you see the passion. That is where you see the urgency. That is where you see the impact. That is where you see the questions. And so I share all that with you to say is that oftentimes, you know, in, in, uh, in our work groups and, you know, with our colleagues, with people that we lead um, on our senior teams, whatever it is, is that we can run into people you know, that we can make a judgment about and say, you know, well, why is that person so pushy? Or, you know, why is that person talking like this? Or doesn't this person know that it takes time? Or, you know, these kinds of judgments. And what I want to invite you into, to woo you into as your coach today, is just to remember that people in this group, the kinds of people that you may come up against, they have an urgency and an impact that you need because there are so many other people in uh, the organization that may not have the urgency uh, that they have because they don't have the lived experience. So far, it's been learned. And so what you don't want to do with people like this in your organization is you don't want to snuff out the fire. You don't want to snuff out the flame. In fact, they're, they, uh, they're, their uh, propulsion towards advocacy and action oriented is their superpower. It's not a liability. It is their superpower. And so as a leader, as a humble, uh, aware leader, if you can realize that that is the superpower of so many different kinds of people in your organization, then the question is, how do you harness it? How do you now have conversations with people uh, to say, you know, how can we use how you see things? How can we use, uh, you know, uh, that you are action oriented? How can we use that you know how to fight for advocacy? Um, how can we use that within the context of what we are trying to get done at the company? That is a better question. And that's a, that's a great question to ask instead of making statements like, well, that person just needs to calm down or that person just needs to simmer down or, you know, whatever it is. I wanna invite you into this space as a generous multicultural leader 
to remember that you need all kinds of people in your organization. You need people that are going to have good logical conversations about things. You need people that are going to think about processes and programs and policies. And you need people with passion. You need people who are going to push the organization towards greater action, greater advocacy, whatever that looks like for you. So um, just remember, this is a skill set that you want in your organization. Try not to, to be too hasty uh, in trying to either get rid of or keep people out uh, that fall into this advocacy and action-oriented group. Uh, it is a gift to your organization many times. And see what you can do as a great leader to harness this superpower. Come on, let's go today. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.